This is The Efficiency Point, a podcast from Modern Pumping Today magazine. I'm MPT editor Jay Campbell, along with our producer, Seth Saunders. You can find us online at mptmag.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on any of your favorite podcast apps. Today's a special show. In addition to speaking with Bill Moore, CEO and founder of Zona, which provides remote access and operational technology solutions for power generation and distribution customers worldwide, We'll also be taking a look into the September issue of MPT, which just went out today, as well as MPT's inaugural online trade show, the MPT Virtual Expo for 2020. If you've been following this podcast, then you know that over the summer we've been talking about the coronavirus and its impact on the industrial trade shows that most of our industry does visit and participate in. Many of them have been postponed and canceled for the year 2020. Uh, Some of the biggest names have gone online and will not be having physical face-to-face trade shows. Uh, To help fill that gap, MPT has offered a safe alternative to attending a traditional trade show. From the comfort of your home or office, you can virtually attend the MPT Virtual Expo on your smartphone or laptop. The virtual experience will save you from having to sit in the middle seat of an airplane and also provide social distancing much greater than six feet across. Uh, you can be on one side of the globe and talk to somebody on the other. Uh, the MPT Virtual Trade Show will kick off tomorrow, September 15th, uh, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. The Virtual Expo is completely free, and to register, you can go to modernpumpingtoday.com slash go slash mpt hyphen expo that's modernpumpingtoday.com slash go slash mpt hyphen expo and of course we'll put a link to that registration uh in the show notes for this episode uh there'll be exhibit booths from dozens of exhibitors in the pump industry that whose names you'll know and recognize right off the right off the bat uh, in addition you'll have a chance to have one-on-one time with any exhibitor uh with either a virtual uh, face-to-face meeting via video chat, or if you prefer a text chat, you can do that as well. But all that will be live and in real time tomorrow from 10 to 4 p.m. If you're a professional who's been trying to fill in those professional development hours in the pump industry, then the MPT Virtual Expo has that covered as well. Even though the event is uh, uh, only available uh, tomorrow, there will be over 20 hours up and also an archive edition going into the next day uh, that you can log in, download a certificate for of completion after participating in a virtual webinar or seminar. So right now we're standing at uh, over 20 hours of industry training from uh, uh, industries that uh, you well know from uh, uh, the Vaughn Company, Jason. JWC Environmental, uh, Mueller Water Products has a few in there. Uh, we also have one from a longtime MPT contributor and uh, editorial board advisor, uh, Heinz Block, who uh, you know traditionally uh, has a seminar that he holds at uh, Texas A&M's uh, Pump Turbo Symposia, but as that event was postponed in the fall, he's, uh, and we're glad to have him, he's joined up with the MPT Virtual Expo to offer a seminar for you. So again, that website again, modernpumpingtoday.com slash go slash MPT Expo. Now, let's go here from our conversation that we recorded earlier with Bill Moore. Bill. 
Bill Moore is the CEO and founder of Zona, which provides remote access and operational technology solutions for power generation and distribution customers worldwide. Bill has more than two decades of experience in security in the high-tech industry, and we're pleased to have him join us today. Welcome, Bill. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the invite. And we're happy to have you. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, I wanted to reach out to you and have you join the show today is the COVID-19 pandemic has necessitated a number of changes, both in, in businesses and in our daily lives. What have some of these changes been for utilities, such as oil and gas producers and throughout the power gen industry? Uh, yes, I think um, obviously there's been a shift uh, in moving more towards a remote operations uh, environment. Um, you know, what's kind of precipitated some of this has been, you know, the, the getting people to locations to troubleshoot, uh, whether it's in, the, you know, a power plant or at a, at a remote site for power distribution. Uh, what, what we've seen is in many cases, they've quarantined these uh, control rooms uh, in PowerGen uh, in particular. And, you know, a lot of times it's been difficult to get senior people to these locations, which obviously uh, can present problems from, uh, you know, troubleshooting a, a situation uh, or uh, just being able to, um, you know, have visibility over, over what's going on. So um, there's definitely been... Um, a, a need for, you know, a remote access uh, type of solution. Uh, in many cases, a lot of these uh, uh, facilities have never really done remote operations in the past, like you see in the IT industry. And it's, I mean, it's kind of easy to imagine what a lot of remote access work has looked like. I mean, we've even done it here, uh, here at the magazine and, you know, recording a podcast, I can do that anywhere, but what does remote access look like for some of these industries and what have been the challenges and how have they overcome them? Yeah, it, it's, it, it is quite a bit different um, when you're connecting to control rooms and operational technology. I mean, I, I think in the IT industry, we look at, we look at that from a remote access perspective and, and there's been, you know, 20 years of IT technology. I mean, people are familiar with uh, VPNs and uh, multi-factor authentication. I mean, if you think uh, about using a password and then you get a code, a text SMS message on your cell phone to enter a code, that's multi-factor authentication. Uh, there's a lot of other, um, you know, pieces of that uh, in the industry in terms of being able to do secure file transfers and so forth. So a lot of these are, are integrated technologies that sit in a data center in the IT world. But in OT, generally, there's just a few of these systems, SCADA systems and HMIs. And, and a lot of times they really um, haven't had all of that uh, technology available to them. And so what we've really done is, is provided a a sort of tailor-made uh, OT uh, user access platform that allows them to be able to access uh, control room screens like HMIs or SCADA applications and be able to actually operate uh, these systems, uh, whether they be, you know, pumping stations or, uh, turbines or whatever they may be, but be able to do that from home, uh, in, in a, in a very simple way and secure way, uh, you know, with, without having to try to, 
you know, take all this IT net technology and try to forklift it over into a, into a, to a power plant or a power distribution site. And I imagine that ease of use is one of the high priority targets of any kind of system implementation like this. Uh, how how have uh, the people who work in these industries? How has the labor pool been affected by this? Um, are there new opportunities for growth in these areas or improved efficiencies that uh, we didn't know about before these changes took place? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Jay. I you know uh, one of our first customers is in a, a natural gas distribution uh, customer, and one of the things that they recognized, I mean, they were looking for a, a better, a simpler way to do remote access to SCADA applications, and so we we helped there. But then they started looking at some of their remote sites where they. Um, you know, they downregulate uh, pressure and flow rate for gas through a p- pipeline. They also have an odorant pump um, at these sites. And they really wanted a way where they can, when they go to the site, to be able to access um, those systems and be able to have more visibility and control over that. Uh, so, uh, so one of the things that we're able to do from an operational efficiency standpoint was um, when they pull up, they can look at, uh, let's say, an HMI, which is an interface to the, a lot of these control systems, and they could take a tablet and go out and do maintenance checks or calibrations and then be able to see the values on the HMI at the same time. Um, you know, typically that took two technicians, right? One to go into a control room, look at the HMI, the other person is out kind of doing the checks and they're on two-way radios and they're communicating that information. So by able by being able to remote the screen, so beyond just the access to the screen, but actually remoting the, the screen itself into a browser on a tablet, uh, that was able to offer, um, you know, some operational efficiencies. And then obviously we're, we're also meeting the, the compliance and the, you know, providing the encryption, the multi-factor authentication, all of the security components uh, in addition to that. And anytime we talk about remote access, one of the other concerns that people are going to have is about security. And I, I think that, you know, for a lot of industries, they might be worried about uh, a cyber attack in the form of industrial espionage, getting some of their proprietary data. But also when you're talking about power generation, there could be, you know, some criminal intent behind that as well. Um how have industries responded to these risks and what are some of the solutions that, that you're providing? Yeah, so there, there um, obviously there are a number of uh, things that can be done to mitigate uh, those types of attacks. Um, I mean, you, your uh, listeners are probably familiar with intrusion detection systems, or at least they've heard of them. So, th- so those are the type of uh, solutions that um, there have been many uh, companies that have gone out and and looked at you know the protocols and the different things on OT networks, which which do differ from traditional um, IT networks. And so that's been helpful in providing some visibility and being able to see you know um, anomalies and and potential. Um, uh, attacks on the network. Uh, one of the things that we provided Zona is the ability to actually get a lot more user data and user analytics. So, for instance, when a, a user is connecting to an HMI or a SCADA application through our solution, uh, we can actually uh, record the screens and the sessions. So, so for instance, if a user um, 
if there is a problem at a particular station, they may it may not even be a ha- you know a hacker. It could just be uh, you know they're seeing a bad value on a SCADA application. They can go back yesterday and they can say, hey, you know Joe was at this particular site. Let's let's see what Joe did on that particular uh, application and see what he did. And maybe there was a um, you know, you may, there was a user error or, or maybe there is malicious intent there. Uh, so, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, uh, situations in cybersecurity, there's, there's the external threats coming through the Internet, but there's also the insider threats, too. So, so we can help, um, you know, mitigate some of those, um, particularly on the insider side and, uh, and also, you know, just provide a, just much better visibility into the overall operations, which uh, feeds into the cybersecurity systems as well. So if I'm an operations manager and I'm at a power gen facility or utility and I'm looking to to, uh, move over to remote access, what's some of the best advice you can give me? Well, I I think it, you know, it really depends on um, uh, the, the area that you're looking at, um, you know, we see in, in government, a lot of this has to do with compliance. So in the federal government, for instance, they have NIST 800-53, which, you know, you have to make sure that you meet a lot of the those components from a cybersecurity perspective. Uh, in North America, in the energy uh, sector, there's what's called NERC-SIP. So um, Zona is really uh, focused on making sure that from an electronic security perimeter that we meet the requirements of the NERC SIP 005. We also, um, you know, address 0011 and 007. So there, there's, you know, we've mapped uh, our technology in particular to a lot of the compliance controls. So um, there's actually... Um, uh, a terminology called zero trust, which really makes uh, the the you know when you're looking at securing a network, it, it's really you have to make sure you have very strong authentication with with multi factor. You have to make sure you have granular authorization and visibility and control over the authorization to systems and applications. So, many cases, a lot of the technologies uh, do not. Uh, really um, address that. So, um, for instance, a VPN provides good encryption, but it, it provides too much trust to the network. So, in particular, within critical infrastructure, you have to make sure that you you employ these very strong authenticate you know authentication mechanisms as well as strong uh, and granular authorization. And then you also need to monitor and and log everything. So, full logging of what users are doing, and then as well as uh, providing that that monitoring capability as well to make sure that if there are any issues with with cybersecurity issues that arise that you have that ability to go back and see what happened. Well, I think this is technology that we're going to be making more and more use of uh, going forward, regardless of how soon or long the current pandemic continues. Uh, Bill, if people are interested in learning more about Zona and what you can provide for, uh, for addressing these solutions, uh, where can they find more information online? Yeah, so you can go to our, our website um, at http 
www.zonasystems.com, and that's X-O-N-A systems.com. We have a, um, you know, you can go and and download um, our case study for natural distribution, gas distribution case study, uh, as well as our capability sheet. Um, You can also send information. If you want more info, just send it to info at zonasystems.com. Uh, and that's that's probably the easiest way. Well, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. And uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell listeners to also check out uh, Bill's contribution in an upcoming issue of MPT. Great. Thank you very much, Jay. Appreciate it. Take care. If you'd like to hear more from Bill Moore, his article in Industry in Transition appears in our September issue. On many fronts, 2020 has been a year of adaptation and refinement, and that's especially true for utilities like oil and gas producers who are working to develop critical remote operations during this challenging time. Not only has the global COVID-19 pandemic come with an enormous health and economic consequence, but other factors have forced utilities to adjust their approaches. Bill explores those topics in greater detail in this month's issue. Also in the September issue in our Water and Wastewater Solutions section, Thomas Renner shares the success story of the Urgers Pond Augmentation Station, a $5.4 million project that was completed in 2019. With an average annual rainfall of only 15 inches and a population growth of more than 19% in the last decade, the community of Brighton, Colorado, depends on this station's efficiency and output to meet their water needs. You'll want to see how in this month's issue. This has been The Efficiency Point, a podcast from Modern Pumping Today magazine. Follow us on Twitter at ModPumpMag for updates on our next episode. Today's episode was produced by Seth Saunders. I'm your host, Jay Campbell. Stay safe and thank you for listening. And also, we'll see you at the Virtual Expo.